BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Baxter outside the left junction hands it off to Hawes. Lobbed up for Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. Now here's your host, Jerem Jordan. It is a BYU basketball ball night as the Cougars play the Aggies of Utah State in Ogden. Correction, Logan. Boney Fuller, you rascal. They don't ball for the old wagon wheel. That's football, perhaps. They should have the old hand card or something. I am Jerem Jordan. Great to have you on Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Okay, let's acknowledge the elephant in the room. Coastal Carolina and BYU is going on right now. And you're probably also watching that if you're listening to that, so it's all good. Right now, BYU up 17-16, the 13th-ranked Cougars on the 18th-ranked Coastal Carolina. Chanticleers late in the third quarter. This one is as advertised. It is close. I know Vegas said BYU by 10, maybe even 11, but with 110 left to go in the third, BYU is up a point. That is a drag-out fight right now. A lot of brouhaha at the end of the first half with Zach Wilson getting slammed down multiple times. Cougar Nation riled up. BYU with a field goal in this quarter. The Chanticleers with a field goal as well. I will keep you updated on that as well as hoops, of course. But let's get to BYU Cougars hoops. 4-1 and one after a split in Uncasville, Connecticut. Lovely place. I was there. I recommend it. The Mohegan Sun, lovely place. 26-point loss to USC on Tuesday. That was bad. And then an impromptu game with St. John's that was scheduled on Monday for Wednesday, a six-point win. That was good. Utah State is 1-2 and two after double-digit losses to VCU and South Dakota State. Yep, the Jackrabbits will get you. Then an 11-point win versus Northern Iowa. BYU 90th in Ken Palm, Utah State 84th. Ken Palm gives BYU a 40% chance to win this game. Yet ESPN has BYU with a 65% chance to win the game. And Vegas says it's a pick em. So it feels pretty even to me. Trevin Nell is a sophomore guard who last year averaged one point a game. That's it. One point more than me. This year he's up to eight off the bench, shooting 45% from three, and he is tonight's player pregame interview. Trevin, I don't know if, if it's hit you like it hit me, but it's already game six. How crazy is it to think you guys are already this far into the season? It seems like it just tipped off. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, hands down to our coaching staff and Coach Pope with – getting us games we're like one of four teams that have already played five or six games it's definitely helping us to get to know where we need to be where we need to grow and so we're all excited and um it's kind of fun to play three games and you know we practice a little bit but it's all about the game so it's awesome you guys split the two in connecticut coming off a really nice win over st john's how are you guys feeling heading into this game with the aggies we definitely got something to prove uh we still are not entitled to anything. We like what happened last game in Connecticut. We played really well as a team. We finally got our toughness back, and now we got to continue to move forward. We can't just relax. We can't just go back to our old ways. But we have to continue to progress and trust each other. And that's what this best locker room in America is. You know, we just trust each other and we go together each and every game. And you've got the T-shirts to prove it. Best locker room in America. Exactly. BLRA, baby. That's right. So how about for you personally? How, how would you evaluate yourself through five games? Um, I'm excited. I feel like Coach Pope is definitely trusting me a lot more. 
And I feel like my game has definitely been elevated because of his trust. And I'm feeling a lot more confident just with the play calling with the guys on the team. And we trust every single guy on the team. Like, we all try to play with each other. Um, AB came up to me um, before the game against St. John's. He's like, hey, I'm going to find you today. Just get open and knock down those shots like you always do. And so he put so much trust in me. And then, you know, like every single time I get the ball, I'm looking for him. And so it's definitely a good energy that we feed off. And I'm just super excited for this game against the Aggies, a little rivalry. What are your thoughts on this game against, against Utah State? As you mentioned, it's a rivalry. Anytime you play one of the in-state teams, it obviously kind of ramps things up in terms of the intensity. <laughs> How do you guys handle games like this? Um, we definitely got to stay focused. We had a practice today, and it was only going to be, you know, an hour long, but we ended up going for close to two hours just because we were trying to stay locked in. We were trying to um, go over some scouts. And so this game is definitely going to go down to the wire. It's an in-state game. It's definitely going to be physical. Um, there's going to be a lot of frustration. Um, just, the, just how in-state games go. Um, but we're excited. We're up for the challenge. And like I said before, we got something to prove. And I was talking with their head coach, and he was talking about how different BYU looks, but you know they don't have Sam Merrill now, and that obviously he was just a major part of everything they did. You know they're much more of a post team now. What stands out to you in terms of maybe the differences from the team you've seen previously? Um, well, their team is very well coached. Um, they play really well together. Play super fast. They're an up and down team. Keda, he's a problem. He's seven foot something, and he he can move too. And so he's definitely. I feel like they. Um, he came back from an injury. He wasn't 100% last year, and I feel like he's 100% this year. And so he's definitely going to be someone to uh, kind of look out for, and we've definitely done a lot of scouting on him. And they just got a good all-around players. They got Miller back. They got, you know, Justin Bean, who's just an animal on the boards. And so we know this team pretty well. And, yes, they don't have Sam Merrill, but I feel like a lot of the other guys are stepping up this year. So it's going to be a fun game for us. I want to go back to something that you had mentioned a minute ago. You were talking about how much you have appreciated the opportunity and coach giving you more time. That's all any player wants is just an opportunity to be able to go out there and prove that you belong and that you deserve the, the minutes. What has it meant to you to be able to have that opportunity? Um, it's meant a lot to me, and it just shows like, hey, Coach Pope trusts me, so I can't, I can't back off now. You know, I can't shy away. I still got to be aggressive. And Coach Pope really emphasizes defense and rebounds. And so when I'm in the game, I'm thinking about two things. I'm thinking about getting stops. I'm thinking about making sure my guy doesn't get, my, get, get the offensive rebound and then just push and run the floor. And so uh, I think the biggest thing that, including myself, like what BYU we're focusing on is just worrying about the right things, not worrying about ourselves, not worrying about the agendas that go on in the game, not worrying about how many minutes, or how many points I'm going to get this game, but worrying about the right things. And the right things are defense, rebounding, and just sprinting the floor. Because offense is going to come. We have great players. We have Alex and Brandon Averett, who those two guys are dogs. They just find their ways into the paint. They know how to find guys. And so offense is definitely going to come. But, you know, defense wins games. And so I know that's like a cliche saying. But And growing up, I was like, yeah, defense wins games. You know, like high school, I was like, okay. (laughs) But when you're in college, defense wins games. And so that's definitely what we're going to focus on. That's definitely what I'm focusing on every single game. So now there's going to be about 1,600 fans at the Spectrum. Now, it's not going to be the full Spectrum experience. Are, are you looking forward to the fact that there's only going to be 1,600 fans, or are you feeling like you're getting cheated out of the full experience? 
Um, the spectrum there, they're crazy. They're crazy up there. And so uh, we're excited just to be able to play in front of people. And it doesn't matter who we're going to play in front of against, but uh, we're excited. And, yes, the spectrum is fun to play with when they have full capacity. It's just like BYU. Everybody wants to come to BYU because of our fans, you know. Um, but, yeah, we're excited, and I feel like they're going to bring it too, especially the fans. <laughs> well, it's certainly going to be a good one. Trevin, thank you so much for taking a few minutes. Really do appreciate it. It's been fun to watch you so far this year. Good luck against the Aggies. Hey, thank you, Jason. Was, thank you for having me. You know who I miss? Wild Bill. If you don't know who Wild Bill is, you may not know much about the Utah State-BYU rivalry up there. In the spectrum, Wild Bill, he was probably four spins, would go shirtless, wave the belly during opposing free throws. Wild Bill was the man, dude. I loved Wild Bill. Uh, I've been to a bunch of games up there, and it is, man, it is brutal. I remember the year after uh, Brandon Davies came back, they said some things that I can't air here. I mean, uh, they are mean, and uh, yeah. Not going to have that same kind of presence tonight with 1,600 fans for sure. Well, this season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives for each three-pointer BYU makes, and they'll make a bunch. Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we'll head to the Spectrum for our courtside conversation with the one and only Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jerem Jordan with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, BYU and Utah State. Coming up, it's time for our courtside conversation with the one and only Mark Durant. So let's go 100 miles northward to the D. Glenn Smith Spectrum in Logan, where Mark Durant's part of the 1600 who will be in attendance tonight. Mark, how are the amazing brown and yellow seats looking? Well, I like seeing a lot of them, I'll tell you that much. This is a, bru- a brutal place to come play, man. Jerem, of all the places I've played and commentated, the Spectrum is the hardest place to play. The, the fans are the craziest. The things I've seen and heard in this building, I, I, well, I can't really tell you about any of them, but it, it's, it's wild. And so this is a huge advantage for BYU to, to not have to deal with that for the most part. And it's going to be a disadvantage when they play Utah next week. I mean, that's the way it is in college basketball now. But the Utah State, it just thrives so much off that energy. And they get a dunk or a block, and this place goes nuts, and you start freaking out on your team. And, listen, I've been there, and it's hard. And so this is a big benefit. So I, I kind of like it in a way, though. I mean, I'm certainly – we need more fans. We need to start filling buildings as much as we can safely. But, uh, uh, l- listen, I, I like the fact that you're going to have two teams and, and there's really not going to be a big advantage, home court advantage. There's a little one you're used to playing here. But let's just see who's the better team. That's why I like the uh, Vivint showcases and things like last year against Utah – Let's take the fan equation out of it. Let's just play each other and see who's better. So I, I like that part of it, but I, I, I miss the fans. But I don't particularly miss the Aggie fans. Yeah, certainly uh, interesting and fun that uh, Logan has its act together enough to have 1,600. BYU can only have about 100. So, yeah, let's figure that out so more fans can get in uh, the Marriott Center. Yeah, okay, I mean, so listen, listen, let me just say this. The Marriott Center is like the the end scene of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's cavernous. It is enormous. Put in 5,000 people and it will seem empty. Come on, let's make it happen. Yeah, let's get it done. Let's get it done. Whatever that takes. Let's go. Okay, so last year, this was a great game. And this was a Utah State team last year that 
Top 50, feeling good. They end up going on to win the Mountain West Conference Championship in a big upset. Sam Merrill drafted a Mr. Irrelevant as the 60th pick. He is gone, but Utah State still feels like they have a good team. But they're 1-2. It's been a tough start out of the gates. BYU, meanwhile, 4-1. Uh, tough one last Tuesday. You and I sat by each other at, uh, against USC and then nice bounce back. So this is a different matchup than it was last year. What do you expect tonight? It just goes to show you what a special player Sam Merrill was. Uh, obviously, it's still early in the season, but BYU can relate. I mean, they lost Yoli and TJ and Jake and Zach and Dalton. I mean, go down the list. So the, both these teams, I think, are struggling with a huge leadership void, trying to find out who the guys are that will hit the shots for you, make the plays for you the right times. Clearly, Utah State's got some good players. I mean, Kata is phenomenal athlete. I really like Justin Bean. Uh, Wooster is a, a really good-looking freshman. Uh, so I, I'm a little bit puzzled with their struggle off the, off the start. I'm sure they're glad to be here in the spectrum and we'll see how they perform but it's just sam merrill's a generational player maybe every 20 30 years he's like a a gymmer for utah state last year it's just hard to recover from that but certainly still a very talented team and i think as they go they'll figure things out and be be a really good team I, i i hope it i hope they delay that for one more game but uh they may this may this home uh court may be kind of the, the formula that, that will get them over the uh, the hump they faced early in the season because they, they haven't been great. The competition wasn't great in South Dakota, uh, and they, they came out of there one and two. So we'll see what happens, but uh, I, I never take Utah State for granted, especially in this building. Scoring update from Conway, South Carolina. Coastal Carolina has scored. Take, take it easy on me, Jerem. They were up 22-17. They did not get the two-point conversion. 11:35 left. BYU down five. So we'll keep an eye on that throughout Listen, the pregame. Listen, you got to win. You got to win one of these to be great. You got to sure. win it. You got to find a way. This will this will tell us. And if if they don't, then we'll know. And if they do, then we'll know. So yep. we'll still see. Yep. BYU stole the spotlight back after the negative uh, negativity re- regarding the Washington thing. BYU won that all back. So we'll see if they can uh, come out and win here in the final 11 minutes. BYU with a nice run back out to the 35 on the kickoff. Okay, so two of the top 20 centers as listed on the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar watch list are in this game. 7-foot Namias Keita and 7-foot-3 Matt Harms. How do you see that matchup playing out tonight? Well, it's interesting because they're so different. Uh, Matt's just really long and uh, skinny, and, and Keita is just a really impressive specimen of a human. Super athletic. I think Keita's going to struggle scoring around the rim. Uh, but he is going to be able to use his body to get low position. So th- th- that'll be a really intriguing matchup. BYU's got a lot of big guys to throw at him. We've got a lot of fouls to throw at him. Uh, but I think, I think Matt is due for a little bit of a breakout. I, he's kind of eased his way in. He hasn't. He's played good, really good at times. Hasn't really been a dominant factor. BYU's got to do a better job getting him the ball in the right spots, utilizing that size. But uh, my, my, my gut is that those two guys are going to kind of take each other out of this game. I, I don't know that uh, Kata's going to be too effective with harms, and he's just so long. But we'll see. And uh, like I said, BYU, BYU's got some depth there. But uh, I also like Justin Bean. I mean, that's a pretty good uh, front court for Utah State. BYU's going to have to play well to, to match that. Should be fun to watch Justin Bean. Uh, he's averaging five boards a game, which is a good number. But last year was like ten a game, so it feels like what happened. But uh, five boards is uh, still good. Let's talk about Alex Barcelo. Obviously, in this game last year, he hits a big shot to seal the win. 
He's the top scorer for either team headed into the game. Do you feel like BYU will go as he goes this season? Yeah, yeah, I think so, at least for the you know, first 10 or 15 games. I think a lot of guys are trying to fill themselves out, their role. Connor Harding, what's his what's his role? Is he can he do the things Jake Toulson did? Can he post up? Can he get to the rim? You know, how, how is Brandon Avery? He's going to be able to take care of the ball. Is he going to be a TJ guy that can dribble off the get in the paint, little runners, those kind of things? I mean, and then you got a bunch of new guys, so they'll they're, they're going to have to figure it out a little bit. So until they do, you've got to really rely on guys that you can count on, and the the, the most reliable is Alex Barcelo and. It's a huge leadership void to fill, like I talked about, and he's doing his best to fill it. I mean, he, he's playing really, really nicely. No one played good in that USC game, but uh, Alex has been terrific this year, and at least for the first little while, I mean, if, if he doesn't play well I, against a good team, they're not going to win. That's just, that's just the way it's going to be. But it, if he plays well and uh, other guys will feed off of that, they'll, they'll have success. Rotationally, BYU still trying to figure out who it is, really, and and what rotations work. And should Gideon George start after his thirteen point fifteen rebound performance against St. John's? How much do you expect the rotations to be adjusted in any form tonight? Well, I think Gideon needs to get more minutes. If, if you perform like that, you've earned them. Uh, you know, Caleb Lohner is kind of an interesting spot for me right now because I, I think he does a lot of good things. He's a good rebounder. I like having him on the floor, but he's got to be an offensive threat. I mean, you, you just can't have a guy out there that, that's not going to score for you, and I, I think he can hit the three. He hasn't hit one yet. But even aside from that, you know, go get those offensive rebounds. Put it back in. Dunk it. Do those kind of things and at least be a threat. Until you do, how do you not keep – uh, Gideon off the floor, who is also a good rebounder and is 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 an offensive threat. So uh, until Caleb kind of gets that confidence, I think Gideon needs to get a lot of those minutes. And uh, I'm, I'm just so impressed with everything I've seen from Gideon. And most importantly, you know, you look at those games last week. He played without fear. And he he was aggressive. He attacked. He, he wanted the ball in the right situations in those tough close games. And he, he made the free throws at the end. And, and, I mean, that, that says a lot about a guy that thrives in tough situations and i like that about uh, uh, i like that a lot about gideon what a likable dude right uh caleb loner um 0 for 11 from three he's gonna make a bunch at byu tyler haas started 0 for 12 elijah Bryant started 1 for 16 i'm not saying he's gonna make as many as those guys but he's gonna make a three at some point do you, do you think he's still going to shoot because i still want to see him shoot three He's got to. I mean, he's going to be out there, and if they're not going to guard him, you've got to shoot it, uh, or else he's really hurting the team. And so he'll make one, and I think once he makes one, then the floodgates will open. But if he doesn't make them, you need to have a four in there that can, whether it's Gideon, whether it's Wyatt Lowell. Even if you put uh, Harms out there, these guys can all shoot. You can't afford to have a guy that's going to – if his defender is going to let him shoot, he's going to be – you know, he's going to be double-teaming someone else if, if he's not guarding you. So if you've got a guy that they don't have to guard, uh, then you're in trouble. So you need to get someone in that can't shoot. But it's just a matter of time. Like those other guys, uh, he's going to find his stroke. Uh, but until he does, it's, it's tough. You know, it's a tough situation to have him on the floor until he starts hitting those. No Craig Smith, head coach of the Aggies on the sidelines tonight due to a positive COVID test, although his symptoms were asymptomatic, which is great. How will that impact the game, in your opinion? Probably not much. I mean, it might be even 
might be free up some guys a little bit more to not not be so scared. Uh, I know I <laughs> I know I lived in fear of my coach when I played. I, uh, what coach Coach Reed's not going to be on the sideline? Oh, that's terrible. No, I mean listen, I love Rogers, my favorite human in the world, but he, he's he's scary. He scared me, <laughs> and he's like a father to me. He scared me, and uh, so that might be it. Um, and these is listen, they know the plays. They, the assistants know the, the deal. Maybe in some interesting situations, not having him on the floor will make a difference, but I, I don't really see that as a storyline in this game, to be honest. Okay, Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen Orem proudly present keys to the game. Mark, what are your keys to tonight's game against Utah State? Well, BYU's got to shoot the three. I mean, I think they've got an advantage on the perimeter uh, with Sam Merrill gone. They've got to shoot around 40%. I think if they shoot 40 and up, they're going to win this game. If not, they're going to be in real trouble. Okay, awesome stuff, Mark. We uh, look forward to more coming up in the pregame and, of course, the game at the top of the hour. Did you forget to tell me about the two touchdowns BYU scored since we talked? Shoot, I forgot. BYU did punt. So uh, first and 10, 79-yard field coming up for Coastal Carolina. All right, boys, get it done. Let's go. That's Mark Durant up in Logan. More from him coming up on the pregame show. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college hoops and football. Gonzaga and Baylor canceled due to COVID earlier today. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jaron Jordan. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. We're getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the Utah State Aggies coming up at the top of the hour. Pregame continues until then. Fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. With a BYU victory tonight, pizza will be 50% off at papajohns.com on Monday when you use the online promo code BYU50. It won't work if you use BYU 50, just FYI, BYU 50, 5-0. This offer is good at any Utah location. Okay, the score of scores that I know you want to know, and if you don't want to know the football score, I'm not sure why you're listening because I'm going to tell you. Coastal Carolina is up 22-17 with 7.06 to go, although it is fourth down, and it appears that the Chanticleers will be punting. BYU is going to get the ball back, so plenty of game left in this one. And BYU's projected first-round quarterback, Zach Wilson, and the offense with an opportunity to answer. So we will get to more of that uh, coming up later in the program and throughout the night. 12th-ranked Indiana survived against 16th-ranked Wisconsin. Cougar fans were hoping Indiana would lose 10th-ranked Miami, 0-0 with Duke, and Baylor at Oklahoma, ranked 11th. It is 3-0. Okay, coming up next, we'll send you to the Spectrum and Logan for the Cougar pregame coaches show with Jason Shepard. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now, let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Jason Shepard. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans, and welcome courtside to the D. Glenn Smith Spectrum in Logan, Utah, where tonight the 4-1 BYU Cougars face the 1-2 
Utah State Aggies. My name is Jason Shepard, filling in for Greg Rubel tonight. He's a little busy right now, calling some BYU yeah. football. And this is the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show, joined by my broadcast partner, former BYU basketball superstar. His name is Mark Durant. And Mark, this is a game that is number six for BYU. This will be game six for the Cougars, and tonight will be BYU's first true road game. And it's against an Aggie team that hasn't played for eight days, and they've only played three games thus far. Utah State lost its best player from last year in Sam Merrill, who's now in the NBA with the Milwaukee Bucks. But as you know, in these rivalry games, Mark, anything can happen if you're not careful. We're certainly seeing that in football right now. Yeah, I mean, who knows what will happen from one night to the next and how you guys ready to play and and how you match up with the other team. I mean, it's a whole amalgamation of factors. But, listen, I like this team. I kind of have more questions about BYU now than I did at the beginning of this week going to Connecticut. That USC game was such a bad loss. I mean, it was really kind of rocked me. And then even in that win, which is a gutty, hard, hard-fought hard win for BYU, they looked a little shaky to me. St. John's can do that to people with the way they play. But this is going to be – this will, I think, be the real test to see where this team's at because you're on the road, but you don't have the normal fans. It's against a quality uh, in-state rival – I think if BYU wins this, we can we can feel pretty confident about this team and that they'll have a nice season. But if not, it's going to be going to be interesting. Coming up next, my pregame conversation with the head coach of the Cougars, Mark Pope, as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back to the Spectrum in Logan. BYU and Utah State renewing their rivalry. The Cougars lead the all-time series. BYU met on the court 120 times. The Cougars, the overall series lead 71-49. BYU has won nine out of the past ten meetings. And Utah State's last meeting came back in 2011 at home, 69-62. Head coach Mark Pope's one and one all time against the Aggies, but the one loss came while he was coaching at Utah Valley. Now, speaking of Coach Pope, it's time for our pregame chat, and it's brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. Coach four and one coming back from Connecticut, coming off a really nice win over St. John's. How are you feeling about this group heading to Logan? Well, we're, we're excited and and uh, exhausted and and. Uh... Can't wait to get to on the court again, right? All, all of the above. And we're learning. Like, I think that's the best thing that we have right now is we're growing. I think we feel that uh, we have some, some incredibly concerning areas where we might not even be close to getting the answers right now that are really troublesome. And, and we have some things where we're like, no, nope, we, we actually can do that. We're, we feel like that's in our pocket. And so, you know, we're, we're getting exposed in a huge way and kind of looking under the hood and trying to grow as much as we possibly can. And the guys are, guys are working really hard. So we're excited and, and, uh, it, you know, it, it's hard to get much better than these in-state games. So we know, again, it's going to be such an epic battle tomorrow, and, and we'll be ready for it and go compete. Is there a one area that maybe stands out above another? I know coaches, even when things are going right, there's always things that you look at that you can improve on. Is there something that right now has really got your focus in, in the maybe an area to improve? Yeah, I mean, there's a ton. Our space and our ball movement on offense is, is, is subpar for us. Our understanding of, of what we're try, trying to do and why – 
is is hard for us. And then our ability to make decisions on the fly on the offensive end is hard. And we're actually having to approach it from a different, a little bit of a different angle than we have customarily. And we have so much room where we have to grow. You know, we're going to face our first really, really proven uh, high quality kind of dominant all-American caliber uh, post player tomorrow. The kid, Amac at UVU had put up really good numbers his first game, but still was kind of an unproven quantity. This Nemes Kata is, is uh, you know, he's proven it over the last couple of years that he's a problems problem. So um, this is going to be our first look at that. And when you ask things that we don't have a ton of experience yet, it's dealing with a really prolific post um, scoring thread and, and rebounder. And so uh, at his size, I mean, obviously USC, you know, we're p- playing probably a top five lottery pick, but a much different style of, you know, very much more a power forward than, than Namus. Namus is a straight up center. You know, that's going to be a challenge for us. And obviously this team is so well coached and so disciplined. We, we got a lot of things where we need to get better and keep growing. Without Sam Merrill, obviously that that certainly highlights their post players, whether it's Cato, whether it's Bean. They certainly are a much more post-reliant team than maybe they had been with Sam. How else are they different from the team that you faced before? Well, you know, they're, they're, I don't think they're that different, actually. Uh, they have a really terrific uh, freshman point guard from Montana who is going to remind everybody a lot of Sam. Like he's really, really smart. He can really score at all three levels. Uh, he's um, a high, high IQ and high skill level player. So they had the transfer from Virginia who is, um, I, I think, going to grow into a terrific, terrific player for them. He already want, has a national championship in his pocket and, and has some real size and some length. So, you know, I, 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 they, they actually feel very familiar you know, you can just see Craig's fingerprints all over this team and um, the way he plays and the way he coaches and the way they execute and compete. I, I think it's going to feel way more familiar to fans that haven't seen them yet than it is different. In talking with people around their program, two things that everybody kept saying, they've struggled with turnovers, especially big turnovers down the stretch. And then they've given up a high percentage shooting, both from the field and from three. How, how do you take advantage of a team that's giving up those types of shooting numbers like the Aggies have so far? Well, you know, I don't expect that tomorrow. You know, everything changes when it's an in-state game, right? It just, you can throw all the stats and all the like history and all the like past five game numbers and throw it all out the window because these in-state games just turn into kind of fisticuffs, right? And I, I don't I expect that they're going to guard us, you know, better than they've ever guarded all year long and better than the Aggies ever regarded in the history of Utah State Aggies. That's just what you expect on these in-state games. You know, I think both teams are going to look and try and have have a, some pace to this game. I think we both feel um, comfortable and like maybe we're at our best on uh, in transition. I think both teams are going to really crash the offensive glass. I think both of us think that's a strength of ours. You know, I think they might be a little bit ahead of us in, in, their, in terms of their spacing. Uh, I think, you know, we might be half a step ahead of them right now in at least our defensive execution and experience. None of that's going to matter tomorrow. You know, it just is going to be like toe-to-toe, um, just just fight it out to the to the end, and and that's why we love these games. Against the Red Storm, you brought in Caleb Lohner into the starting lineup. Colby went to the bench. Are you going to stay with the same starting five against the Aggies? Yeah, I think we'll stay with the same starting five. Um, it, Caleb has done such an unbelievable job for us on the glass. He's leading our team in rebounding. His defensive focus has been outstanding. 
he got miles and miles to go um, in terms of some of the offensive concepts and understanding that we're, that we're working on. But as a staple right now, as a rookie, what he's done on the glass and defensively has been really, really good for us. And then being able to bring Kobe off the bench, it just uh, it gives me a lot of comfort and confidence as a coach, having a proven commodity that can step in and kind of calm us down when things are a little sideways. So uh, I think we'll go with that again, again uh, today. Well, you're not going to get the full spectrum experience. There's only going to be 1,600 fans, but I have a feeling those that come in will still be loud. It should be a good one, Coach. Appreciate the time. Thank you, brother. That's Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? Try Smith's Checklist. Order online, pick up corpside at the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried & Jensen. Siegfried & Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside Jason Shepard. Welcome back inside the Spectrum in Logan. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jason Shepard and Mark Durant with you courtside. Jerem Jordan is our studio host back at BYU Radio tonight as we get you ready for BYU and Utah. Now, the Aggies have struggled on several fronts to begin the year. One has been turnovers. You heard me talking with Coach Pope about that in our pregame interview with Coach Pope, but they've also allowed the opposition to get hot from three. And, Mark, we know BYU wants to shoot from the perimeter, and outside of the game at USC, they've been successful doing just that. It could be a big night for the Cougars from outside. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it has to be when you go on the road, in-state rival, you got to knock down threes. I think that'll be a key to this game to shoot over 40%, but you've got guys that can do it. What What's what's the real BYU is the question. I mean, Shooting at home against lesser teams, it's easy. Uh, they really struggled against a good USC. I think this will be a, a real test for them to knock down threes consistently tonight. I know this is going to surprise you. As long as I've lived in Utah, as long as I've been in this profession, first time ever at the Spectrum tonight. Well, welcome to the Spectrum. You're not going to get the whole experience, man. I know. But I welcome. Know. All right, coming up after the break, my conversation with Utah State head coach Craig Smith. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Jason Shepard. Jason Shepard and Mark Durant courtside in Logan, getting you closer to tip-off between BYU and Utah State. Craig Smith is the head coach of the Aggies, is in his third season at the helm of the Utah State basketball program. Now, he will not be on the sidelines tonight after it was announced earlier in the week that he tested positive for COVID-19. The good news is he is asymptomatic and doing well. Assistant coach Eric Peterson will handle things tonight. However, Coach Smith did handle the media opportunities this week, and I asked him how he views his team's one and two start. We've played three very good teams. Uh, all those teams we've played have done 
done well since that tournament, except Northern Iowa hasn't played since then, just like us. So we've showed some of our inexperience at times. You know, I, I thought one game we just didn't show up ready to play and compete like we normally do. And we haven't been able to say we haven't said that a whole lot in our two years here. Um, had a, bat, a tough stretch the last 10 minutes against VCU where we just turned it over, quite frankly, and missed a couple chip shots right around the basket that would, I think, stymied their run. But, player, you know, you got to be able to make those plays. I thought we really played a great basketball game against Northern Iowa and put 40 minutes together. And we're still learning our team, learning each other, trying to put our guys in the best position that we can. Obviously, our front court with Kada and Bean needs to be the strength of our team. And I think that really showed the last game. And then I thought we got great contributions out of Marco Anthony, Raleigh Wooster, uh, Brock Miller. Those five really led us. We really shortened that rotation to those guys. And we just got to get more production off the bench. But we got young guys. We'll learn at different rates. I'm very excited about this team. I know our guys are excited to play after eight days off uh, against a very good BYU team. It's amazing how much easier basketball is when you have a player like Sam Merrill, right? How have you and your coaches tried to distribute that load around the new guys? Well, I mean, I think this team certainly is going to be anchored by our front court, but we just got to get guys in a rhythm and a group. And, you know, basketball is such a game of rhythm and timing and experience matters too. You know, we're, we're just different. So it's like the book outliers, the 10,000 hour rule. You just got to, you know, the more hours you ac- accumulate, the better you're going to be. And BYU is going through that a little bit too. They just, It's just been a different type of schedule, you know, for them. And they got a whole new team. You look back, I've watched our game from last year, and it's just like two completely different teams. BYU's way different this year than they were last year, and we're much different. You know, you're not going to replace a guy like Sam Merrill with one guy. It needs to be the whole sum of its parts. I think we'll be much more balanced as a whole. And that really showed in our last game against Northern Iowa, where we had five guys in double digits, and it was really spread out. Just got to keep getting better. Got to keep getting better on the defensive end. Teams have shot really well from the three against us in all three games. It was a different way. Obviously, BYU, 46% of their shots are from the three. Um, that's their style. They like to get up and down the floor. They like to run and gun, and, and they do a good job of it. So we're going to have to be on point with our transition defense. We can't let them get easy rhythm threes from overhelping and not getting back on defense and not letting them feel comfortable on the perimeter. Regardless of who it is, there's always something different about rivalry games, isn't there? Yeah, there's no secrets. I mean, we obviously have played BYU. I've been here two years, played them, you know, Coach Rose's last year and obviously last year. And then the year, my first year here, we also played Utah Valley, which, you know, Coach Pope was there at that time. And so I just think it's great for the state. We got to do our end to make it a rivalry. We, it's been a while since the Aggies have won a game against the Cougars, quite frankly. And so we got to do our part to make it a rivalry. At the same time, I think it's outstanding for the state to play each other. You know, I'm, I'm relatively new to the state, but I, I understand how important the game of basketball is to the state of Utah. Um, the traditions, whether it's Utah State, BYU, Utah, Weber State, there's a rich tradition of basketball So it's important to the people in our state to play these games. Coach, great stuff as always. I appreciate you taking a few minutes and uh, should be a good one. Hopefully we'll see you back on the sidelines soon. All right, Jason. Thank you so much.
That was our national anthem here at the Spectrum in Logan. Thank you once again to Utah State head coach Craig Smith for joining me. BYU fans, whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today. More of the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show is next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back live courtside and join Jason Shepard. Nearing tip-off in Logan between BYU and Utah State. The strength of the Aggies are their big, specifically Kada and Justin Bean. Now, Kada's averaging 14-9, while Justin Bean is averaging 11-5. Mark, with BYU's size in the post, I really do like how the Cougars can defend these two bigs. And they'll need to be good because uh, Kada's terrific, and uh, Bean works harder than anyone you'll ever see. So that, that's going to be a fun matchup to see all the bigs from BYU try and stop those two good players from the Aggies. Did you know BYU Student Alumni Association runs the largest food drive in Utah County? And they've been doing it for more than 20 years. Teaming up with Community Action Services, you can turn $1 into three meals or 15 pounds of food. Go to fooddrive.byu.edu to help families in need this holiday season. That's fooddrive.byu.edu. Time for our final break. We'll wrap up the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. Jason Shepard and Mark Durant with you courtside at the Spectrum in Logan. About 1,600 fans will be allowed in, and they're already making some noise. The biggest noise of the night so far before the game is tipped off was when the BYU football score was announced, and the (laughs) Aggie faithful decided to stand and cheer, as you would certainly expect tough loss for BYU football but we're focused on BYU basketball Cougars on the road facing the Aggies both teams coming off a victory in their previous games BYU beat St. John's while Utah State picked up its first victory with a win over North Iowa last Friday I'm curious Mark how the Aggies come out after not playing for eight games or excuse me eight days it's that rest versus rust question that everybody asks and I'm curious to see if the Cougars can come out hot and put pressure on them early. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a weird year. you got to, whatever gets thrown at you, be ready to go, and, and it's hard. But we'll see how they do. Uh, BYU's coming off of their two, two games already, so three games in a week. They're not going to be rusty. Tip-off is next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.